Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman here with Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. Episode 51 of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Shasky, 51, that uh, that felt like the amount of losses the Giants were on pace for by the end of May before uh, picking up a win against the Marlins in Miami yesterday. It has been tough sledding these last couple weeks to start the season. No, it's more Noah Lowry's number 51. Like, that's where we're going with this right now. The old left. That's a more positive one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, other 51s, a uh, couple weird 51s actually in Giants history. Remember on opening day, we were walking around the ballpark and we saw Luis Gonzalez's That's 51 right. jersey at the club level. It's like, why are we honoring Luis Gonzalez of all players? Of course, he was the 1,000th uh, player to ever suit up in Giants history. Uh, I think the weirdest 51 will always be Randy Johnson. That was one yeah. where I liked Randy Johnson on the, t- on the Giants. It was a lot of fun. It was cool to see him you know, go from enemy to, to ally. But at the same time, it was still a little weird. You never really got too uh, too comfortable with that one. Something that we're not really getting comfortable with right now is uh, the Giants' 6-11 start to the season, though. Uh, they just went through uh, Detroit and Miami, two teams that aren't very good right now. And the Giants looked uh, kind of worse <laughs> than uh, than two teams that have lost, you know, over 95 games in the last uh, in the last season. Uh, Shasky, it feels like the Giants, they're, they're really testing us early, and it's, it's very hard to not jump to conclusions about what this team looks like right now. Yeah, it feels like right now they look like a team that has occasional long ball hitting, lots of strikeouts, uh, have a tough time with situational hitting, and the pitching is spotty at best. The bullpen looks very young or, if not young, incomplete with a lot of unproven or erratic arms. And right now, there's really, I mean, Alex Cobb has been maybe their best starter, I, I think. Discofani, too. Discofani, too. You know what? You're right. Discofani yeah. as well. But that's not saying a whole lot, you know? Yeah. And it just feels like too many times they have injury concerns or they've got a guy who can barely get through the fourth inning. And it's really taxing this bullpen early on. And you're seeing that, like, whether it's Brebia, the Rogers brothers, Doval inconsistencies moments flashes from all of them and then just the defense the combination of not being able to throw strikes giving up situational spots uh big hits it's 
it's not good right now. I mean, it's early, but it's not good. Yeah, I want to let's let's take a look at the bullpen really quick, just because like that it felt like coming into the season, the expectation was there. If there's one thing we don't really need to worry about, it is the bullpen. And the Giants have done pretty well in the bullpen the last couple of years. This year, though, it's just like you said, Brebia has kind of been a little bit bumpy out the gate. I do think he's better off in the sixth or seventh inning, which is interesting because most of his appearances have come in the eighth inning, yet we never really think of him as an eighth inning guy. But I do like him more there. But the big issues in the bullpen that just to start off, it, it's, it's Taylor Rogers, I feel like, is the most alarming one because that was when the Giants gave him a three-year deal. They invested a lot of money into him to kind of help be a tag team setup role with his brother Tyler the early returns it's it's really bad right now and you got to wonder is just if he's dealing with confidence issues right now uh in the early going well he's a guy that i i can already point to and say he doesn't love the pitch clock um he looks like somebody who's been really frazzled by the pitch clock and then it's a compounding problem for him not only is he getting a ball then he can't throw a strike right because obviously Mm -hmm. the penalty for a pitch clock violation is a ball seeing him throw the glove in the garbage can the other day. I mean, I've never seen that. I've never seen that from a big leader, at least Uh, that, that was alarming. Clearly it's gotten to him. I I don't know what it is. I mean, he was a good reliever at one point. I don't know if you can make that case right now. Is it a funk? Is it something that they should be really, really worried about? I don't know, but I'm willing to give him more opportunities because they have no other alternatives. No. And really, I mean, you look at kind of the, 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 the the composition of the bullpen right now, it doesn't feel like you have a whole lot of trustworthy options. And again, I, I agree with you. I do believe Taylor Rogers does deserve a little bit more benefit of the doubt. I mean, this is a guy who saved 34 or 32 games, something like that last year. He has a track record. The Giants do have a coaching staff that does know how to get you know, better performances out of their pitchers. But, you know, I, I watched the game yesterday. It's like, it feels like after Sean Alexander and Tyler Rogers come into the game, you don't really have any better options really to trust out of this bullpen right now. I mean, Brevia, he's good. You don't want to overuse him though. Uh, Jacob Junis did not pitch yesterday after coming in in relief on uh, Tuesday uh, when Alex Wood went down, we could talk about the Alex Wood injury in a little mm. bit too, but then you got guys, you know, in, in the ninth, in the, in the, sorry, in the 11th inning, you're trying to defend a, a four run lead here and try and lock things down. And you got Sean Jelly coming in, and I'm thinking, come on, is there really no one better than, than Sean Jelly no. who could come in right now? I look at the Giants box score, and no, they don't have anybody don't. who's better that could come in right now. No, and I think that the biggest frustration is, you know, they haven't developed any young arms through their own system. Like, Sean Jelly's one, but, like, I, you know, like Sean Jelly, not really inspiring right now. And then through free agency, through lots of trades, they've had decent relievers over the last couple of years. Right now, it who's a reliable arm right now coming out of that bullpen? Probably, who's I think I, trust? I think it's Sean Alexander right now. I think uh, Sean agreed. Alexander is. You know what? I think right. Sean Alexander is, is right. the guy in the bullpen who, like, when he comes in right, right. now, it's like, all right, we're we're feeling good right yeah. now. Uh, after that, I mean, I, you know me, I'm a big Tyler Rogers fan. I believe in Tyler Rogers. He's great until he's not, he's, uh, he's almost in that same vein as, as Sergio Romo once upon a time, Romo, he was awesome. He's going to get guys out, but you know, that hanging slider is coming. Yeah. You, you know, it's going to happen and you just, you have to deal with it and hope that yeah. he mitigates it. The Sean jelly experiment. I had such high hopes for that. I mean, he's just the build, a 6'11 pitcher. You got to figure, like, you have just physical raw tools to really just be able to sling it in there. It's just not happening at this no. point. It, it's, it, 
you, you think he has the tools, the Giants, they're just they're not figuring out a way to get you him know, to put it together right now. And it, I feel like you have to kind of pull the plug there. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me a lot of Jeff Samarja. Just the wind-up, mm-hmm. the way that his ball finds the bat. You would look at him and think that the makeup, like he would be better pitcher given the repertoire, given the pitches that he can throw. But it doesn't translate right now. And I don't know, man. They've had so many different catchers behind the dish, which I believe is it's not the, the end-all, be-all, but it's part of the equation that we're in right now. And then they've got a lot of guys like, you know, who are, for example, Alexander, do you really want him pitching to to to, to righties right now? Yeah, it's tough. No, they uh, they call him Jelly, but he always seems to get the Giants into a jam. Um, <laughs> let's uh, talk about another issue that's kind of hurting the Giants right now, and that is the injuries. They are really piling up early right now. Uh, Mitch Hanniger's out right now. Austin Slater, who you know the lefty masher, he's he's a big part of what the Giants try to do this year. He's not available. You don't have Jock Peterson. Michael Conforto is at least getting back into the lineup. And then, of course, they lost Alex Wood on Tuesday. And uh, they, those were gut punches. You know, the, the, I think Gabe Kapler said after the game on Tuesday, when Wood went down, it was a gut punch. And these injuries are, are mounting early. And it's really impacting the Giants' ability to execute their strategy. We had Dave Fleming on yesterday, Shasky, and he said something kind of interesting. I want to play it here about just – what the injuries have truly done to the Giants in the situation that these injuries have put this team in. I've had so many managers tell me the Giants are really hard to manage again, that the Giants present so many problems because of the way they can use their full roster and mix and match. Right now, the Giants are easy to manage again. They are. You're not worried about pinch hitters coming off the bench. They're pockets of the lineup where there's an easy maneuver for the opposing manager. Here's the guy I want against that. It's, it's just so much easier right now than it usually is. And that stinks. And they can't feel sorry for themselves. Nobody's feeling sorry for them. So, you know, they proud, pride themselves on their matchups and really kind of putting guys in the best situation to succeed and make things complicated for the other team. You know, we used to always joke about the line changes in 2021 where, you know, the entire bench would come in. And it was fun to joke about it then because it worked. The Giants can't do their line changes. They can't execute their strategy how they want. And you're seeing it out there. They're, they're seeing it because they're struggling against teams like the Tigers and the Marlins. They're having situations where they have to have lefties hit against lefties late in the game. They just they're not able to do what they want to do. Yeah, there's a variety of adjustments that they're going to have to make organizationally when it comes to how they're assembling teams, which we've kind of intimated at for many, many years. Um, and, and they got a lot of just flawed players that are very niche, very platoony mm-hmm. to your point. And I think what happens is, is depending on the circumstance and injuries, because they've got a lot of injuries right now, you got guys that are miscast into situations where they wouldn't normally be. Like, for example, Sean Mania. I, I think they wanted Sean Mania to be maybe a part of the, the bullpen and not the starting rotation, but Ross Stripling was so bad so early on. Now Ross Stripling's in the bullpen and Manaya's into the rotation. Well, they thought Alex Wood was going to be good in the, in the rotation. Alex Wood's hurt. So instead of having Jacob Junis, who's a nice bridge, now Jacob Junis is into the rotation. And you can see how this is kind of a domino effect here. I look at the Mitch Haniger injury uh, in terms of the everyday uh, lineup, and I feel like it's really hurt their, their clutch hitting um, obviously, in certain situations, and it's forced their hand, uh, and and they're trying to find pop anywhere they can get it, and so that's why you're seeing a JD Davis roll out there at third base, even though defensively maybe not the greatest, but the bat is much needed right now. So yeah. injuries, and then niche players playing way more than they should, 
I'm not surprised why they're where they're at. And I think on the one hand, you could say, well, you know, injuries are a part of the game and it's just tough luck and the Giants have to work through that. And normally you could say that in a way that's like, well, okay, then fine. when they get healthy, then we'll see where things are at. Here's the problem that I have with that argument is that the Giants made their bed with guys with injury histories. Mitch yeah. Hanniger, a very checkered career full of injuries. Not all those injuries were his fault. But this is a guy who does have recurring health issues. Michael Conforto has been out of the baseball for the last couple of years as he deals with shoulder injuries. Uh, Jock Peterson, for the most part, I mean, mix and match health here and there. But throughout this whole roster, you got guys who have dealt with health issues. And then you're shocked when those health issues rear their ugly head mm -hmm. and impact team performance. All of this in the backdrop of the whole Carlos Correa deal that was scuttled because of health concerns over his ankle. And again, I know those are not the, uh, it's not the same, you know, like committing to Mitch Hanniger isn't the same as the commitment they would have given to Carlos Correa, whether it was for 13 years or for six. But that's when you have to explain that to fans, that's not going to really track well. You know, what fans see is guys are hurt. This guy could have helped us out, but you didn't want to sign him because he might get hurt, you know? Yeah, it's no, I, I hear you. And it's just, it's unfortunate. I mean, it really is. But look, I think we're dwelling on all the negativity, and I understand why we will would. There are some positive stories on this team. Estrada oh, has boy. had a hell of a beginning of the season. Um, even though VR is struggling at the plate, at least we're seeing him. At least he's in the lineup just about every day. Joey Bart, average doesn't look too bad. You no, know, he's, he's even got an extra base hit now. You, uh, know? you bring up you bring up Tyro Estrada. I'm glad you did because I did want to get into some positives here. Okay. Uh, you know, when Fleming was on the other day. He had some glowing reviews to say about Tyro Estrada. I mean, he would be the next guy on the list if you're thinking about, okay, Logan Webb is locked up. This team has a severe lack of young, projectable talent that's at the major league level right now. I mean, that's really, really hurting this team right now. Tyro's next in line for the guy you can say, okay, look ahead, not just this year, but the next five years, who can be a big part of this franchise? I think Tyro's next on that list because uh, of all the things you talked about he's going to play shortstop today. Who knows? Maybe he's going to be playing more shortstop as we move ahead in this season. We'll see how he handles that. I, I think, Estrada. Sam, yeah, I think Tyro Estrada is a really, really good ball player. We ripped the, the Giants. Oh, they platoon, and, you know, they got all these guys that are strikeout, home run guy. Here's a guy that puts the ball in play and sprays it all across the field. Great speed, mm -hmm. uh, pretty good base, uh, base running instincts. Defensively, yes, he's, he's not the most elite defensively. But he's getting better, though. In that he got department. a lot better. He's yeah. got a lot better. And in terms of a table setter, he's much more of a traditional uh, leadoff number – number two hitter than someone like Lamont Wade, who Lamont Wade, tons of, of walks, great OBP. He can't hit though. No, like he can't yeah. hit right now. And I don't think that his running is as good as Estrada's. Estrada's been outstanding right now. And if I was looking at one early positive sign, to me, this looks like a multi-year option in the middle of the infield. I agree. No, it would be great just to finally get some sort of consistency in that middle infield too, especially with, you know, Brandon Crawford, you know, aging just rapidly before our eyes. The emergence of Tyro Estrada is a huge plus this year. People have high hopes for him. They, again, I think I said it before, people expect kind of 2020 seasons out of him, 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. And yeah, it's, there's a lot of negative early on here in this giant season. I still think there's a lot of positives though. You have to really look kind of under the hood to see them. I'm I'm refraining still from drawing any major conclusions about this team. 
I need at least need to see them healthy. I want to wait until maybe mid to late April before I really say, okay, this is who the, the 2023 giants are. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm kind of with you on that one. And look, it's been a tough start to the beginning of the season. Logan Webb is, you know, he's searching right now. He's wandering the desert. I think if he can get himself right, I think the rest of the team will kind of fall into order. 